Hello, everyone out there. Hope you're all doing really good. My name is ND. And I'm Jake. And this is the Film 7 Podcast. And we bring you all the latest movie and TV news. So on this episode, we're going to talk about the Wonder Woman 84 trailer, Marvel TV shutting down, and so much more. A lot to pack in this episode, and that's all this week on Film 7 Podcast. Yes. How you doing, man? Doing really good. Really, really, really good. Been watching a lot of stuff. I've seen from Matthew Scorsese's film on Netflix, on, on Netflix The Irishman. Um, a lot of trailers have come out in the past couple of weeks. We are approaching the time of Star Wars, so I'm getting my head in the Star Wars universe. As of this recording, we are five days away. Yeah, so we so can't wait. A lot of films are coming out on that same day. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a bit <laughs> later. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're off work now, so you've been watching the hell out of our lot of shows. A lot of shows, I mean, a lot for, of documentaries. For me, I think right now, I'm loving TV right now mm. because we, we've got Watchmen. Oh, man. I mean, come on. That's, you know, I, you know we, we've been speaking about this show, but that last episode, A God Walks Into A Bar, is not A Bar, A Bar, <laughs> okay? There's a, it's every single thing like that is key to what this show is. And, it, you know, Andy, what, what else can we say about this show other than it's just blowing our minds away? We didn't think this was possible. No. Like, Alan Moore, when he wrote Watchmen, he made it for comics. The film was great, was good, but it wasn't great. And when we heard the Watchmen series was coming out, we were like, what is, can't, you, you're going to mess it up. And we, everybody was skeptical. But this show has just blown us out of the water. It's the best. I don't think I have seen a better adaptation of a book on screen. Yeah, yeah, and it's not even an adaptation. It's like, you could say it's like a sequel. Yes. But it's not really a sequel because it doesn't follow the story. That was left off. It's a new story in the same world. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like you, like most people, very skeptical. I mean, the first thing I was saying when this show was announced out was why? Mm -hmm. Like, why are you doing this? You know, we've, we got the movie, which I think I think it's a good movie. It's good, and I think that's in movie form. I think that's the best you're gonna get at adapting Watchmen. But Watchmen for me is is the the comics, and and it, they're perfect, and it should remain that. So I was kind of like, why are you doing this? But you know, Damon Lindelof and his team of writers, they've just completely turned me around. This has earned the name Watchmen, and yeah, I, I, we need a whole sort of hour just to at least or more just yeah. to speak about this show honestly so. we certainly do it's the way he has ex it's in the same universe he has stayed true to the original story and he's pushing it forward in a way that ties to the original so you don't think you're watching something else it's all cleverly done the cinematography everything is just purposely done in this show it, it's just when you're watching it you just know you're watching you're watching something great, uh, and I'm really loving the show. Really, really loving yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, so along with that, I'm loving Mandalorian. You're a couple of oh, episodes behind, but yes. you're loving what you've seen. That Again, man, that's another great show that's happening right now. I'm telling you, and the, the, the reception everybody has given it, like everyone who's seen it has been in awe of it. It's just so great. And the episodes I've seen, I think in live action, this is since the, in this new era, Apart from Rogue One, which is my best everything Star Wars in this new era, this is my best screen pl screenplay of Star Wars. 
it, it's got everything. It's and it just opens up a whole new world that was a side thought in the original Star Wars um, universe. The Mandalorians. We knew Boba Fett wore the Mandalorian mask. We had a bit about them in the in um, Clone Wars. But this show actually opens up that universe. You, you just see a whole new type of living. Because when you think Star Wars, you're thinking the science, the physics of it, you know, the, the technology of the time. But the Mandalorians have this legendary, they have this very, they have at the core of their beliefs, is a very strong belief system which isn't influenced by technology. It's just influenced by honor and spirit and all those things. This that, is the way. This is the way, you know, integrity. These are things that you don't really get in the Star Wars universe, but they've just opened it all up. And I'm just in awe of that whole thing. And the acting is, everything is just great. It's every episode, they don't try to sell you too much. It's just one story. You just live with that story and you And go I'm on. really liking it. Now, I've seen some criticisms about the way this story is being told. And for me, I kind of like it. So it's serialized. It's sort of like, so we're getting a new episode of the week sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm really liking that. I think that fits into the core of what John Favreau is trying to do, which is a kind of Western type of... Because remember those black and white Westerns? It was villain of the week, yeah. you could sort of say. Mm-hmm. Um with an underlying overarching story. Uh, and it also goes back to George when he was making Star Wars. He was a fan of Flash Gordon mm. and, and the serialized type of storytelling. That's what he kind of envisioned for Star Wars. And we saw that in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So I'm liking that. I just think maybe some of the criticisms, because we've been so spoiled recently with this new type of TV of this huge, you know, big Blockbusters plot. Blockbusters. Oh, yeah. This intricate plots all moving the story forward yeah. that we were maybe like, oh, why is it not... You know, a lot of people were thinking that this is going to be the Star Wars Game of Thrones to start, and it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. Uh, and the, and to Lucasfilm's credits, they didn't say it was. Mm-hmm. John Farrow never said it was going to be like that. We thought we it was our own expectations that we think we're going to get hour long episodes of this deep and intricate. But it's not like that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm all, I'm all for what they've what they've done. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I never thought about it. What you said is because we are so used to complicated stories that we have to watch ten times to really get what the filmmakers were trying to say. So once a simple Western story just comes up, we're like, "What is that?" It and okay, I never thought of it that way, but it makes yeah. total sense. And another thing is that because I I will be I will say I was a victim of that as well I was thinking maybe I kind of wanted a bit more deeper sort of storyline going but then I realized I checked I checked in and I was like Star Wars is for kids man at the end of the day at the end and I'm like this is on Disney plus yeah this is for kids yeah the, I, I, and I, I need to get back into that and I, and enjoy it for what it is and and I'm loving it yeah, yeah. Why, I mean why what's wrong with a simple story what's yeah. wrong with the good guys winning at the end of the day and there's no sequel and it's just happy and we they drive into the sunlight What's wrong with that? It does, it, these days, <laughs> stories are just flashbacks and all of that. Us as a culture, we've been so spoilt recently yeah. with all this, you know, Stranger Things, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, all that sort of... Yeah, even we were talking about Watchmen. Watchmen, it's also a story like that, that is just intertwined and all of that. So once that simple story comes on, but man, The Mandalorian, if you haven't checked it out, I'm still behind. So, But I can't wait to watch the remaining episodes because it's not yet available legally in the uk 
but yeah, it's 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 the best. It, you're so gonna love it if you don't hate Star Wars, and even if you do, you should just give this. But a the shot. thing is, is that it, when it comes to UK Disney Plus, that's the first thing I'm gonna watch. Oh yeah, is just watch that whole series yep. again. Probably after watching it in by December, I probably won't watch it till it's out officially in April, on April first. Well, March March thirty first, March yeah. April first, till it's dead, and I'll watch it again. Yeah. Cool, Andy. So uh, let's kick into the next topic, which is the main topic, and that is the movie and TV news. Well, gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. So, Andy, this is the news. This is where I Google stuff and then copy and paste stuff into our notes. <laughs> Uh, so let's see what Hollywood's saying this week. Uh, we go for, first of all to none other than Quentin Tarantino. What's he up to? And he's talking about Kill Bill 3. He says he, they've had a meeting with Uma Thurman and he says it's in the cards. Now, this is a bit like, is it though? Because you've exactly. been saying this for years. Yeah, decades. Like, we've been here since the first two came out. We've been hearing this and we've just grown Kill Bill fatigue. You know, it's just taking too long. Just don't tell us anything anymore. Give us a release date or tell us when shooting is going to start. I mean, I'm tired of this. I, We all want it. Even though I think by now it's probably slightly overdue. It's It will probably lose its punch when it actually lands. But bring it out already. We want it. We've asked for it. it the, the story demands it. It's not like the story ended. There are still some threads there's so many ways the stories can go. The story's open. I mean, yeah. it, it finished, but there are threads that yeah. it could go into other directions. Exactly. So there, I don't see what the problem is. I know personally Tarantino has had problems with a couple of the people he worked with. And well, I mean, has it taken you 20 years to sort that out? Like, let's just get this out. So have, I'm happy, but at the same time, I'm indifferent about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much on the same boat like you. I'm in the camp of as well because... Because I never quite really trust everything that Tarantino says. Because, mm. you know, he, for years now, he's been saying, I'm going to do 10 movies, mm. and that's it. Now, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was his ninth movie. Mm -hmm. So if he sticks to his word and does one more movie, I mean, for me personally, I don't see his last movie being Kill Bill 3. Yeah. Do you, know, do you mm -hmm. see what I mean? I, I, I see him doing a new original project that's very Tarantino as his sort of last hurrah sort of thing. Yeah, and do you... I don't see why you would return to Kill Bill 3. I mean, but do, do you really think... When Tarantino said that 10 movie thing, there was no Netflix. There was, there, there was no TV. TV wasn't what it is today. He said it with the brain of 10 years ago. Do you really think Tarantino would retire in this age? This no, no, no. Age? no so he said movies. Right? Movies can be on Netflix now. Yeah, but he could also do TV shows. He could do TV shows. And I think that's probably where he's going to go. I've, I mean... I, well, he has said he's working more on theater now. Mm. And, you know, screenplays and stuff like that, rather than working on actual movies. I, I've never seen him as that kind of person that could do a TV show. Because of how his stories are so... Just the way his stories are. You know, it's not... It's built, I, I think, I'm not sure. I think it's built for that compressed timeline. I can't see it being stretched and still yeah. being Tarantino. I, I know what you mean as well. And I also think, is he going to direct every episode? Because I can't see Tarantino being an, an executive producer yeah. and having other people direct. And I'm, I just, it's kind of, he's going to be sort of, let, do this. They're like, they're just going to, he's just going to be over their shoulder the entire time. Yeah. Which isn't nice for the director either to have the EP constantly over your shoulder it's 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 a crazy one because 
I just think the best place for him to be would be Netflix. He can't retire. Just Netflix is the kind of place that would give him the freedom from what we've heard, how Netflix treats their directors and, you know. To sort of just go to, crazy. Yeah, what you to want, do yeah. that. So, you know, but I don't really think he's going to retire. But I'm with you on that. He's a very, he, I love him to bits, but he's hard to follow. He's hard to understand, you know. So we'll, we shall but, see. You know, some of the greats, though, are. Most of, the, most of the greats are yeah. kind of hard to follow. Like, true, <laughs> true. Something true. about those people. Uh, so, moving on to other things, and that's Marvel. Yep. But this is kind of sad news for them, and that is Marvel TV division is officially shutting down. So this is the division that was responsible for all the Netflix shows that we got, The Defenders Universe, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, etc. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, Runaways, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Ghost Rider, all these sort of shows that we've been having recently. They've it's all been in charge of that. It's officially gone now. So they shut down. It's not like they're laying them off. Go do your thing. They're just merging them with the original, with the big there's, brother. Is, there's a mixture. Okay. There's a, unfortunately, there's a lot of layoffs. Okay. So that's, you know, that's the business though. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that is kind of the business, which is sad for those people. Uh, some people obviously have kept their jobs and they've just gone under. So it, it's basically Kevin Feige, since he's been appointed CCO or whatever it was. Mm. Everything's just under the Marvel Studios banner now. It's not right. Marvel TV, Marvel City. It's one banner. And as we've seen, they're going to continue the movies and also do all their TV stuff on Disney+. Plus. So it's all going to be under Kevin Feige's leadership. Yeah, I think, you know, minus the what we just spoke about, the layoffs and all of that, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, you know, then we can then have that universal f feeling of, of the stories. I think one of the reasons why we love The Watchmen so much is how they've just made it an entirely new universe and everything connects to everything else. I think just bringing it all under Kevin just makes that possible. And maybe Baby Yoda in Mandalorian is connected to someone's brother in one series. You know, I just want everything to just fit in together I, I you know it makes sense for it to be that way well we shall see though yeah we shall see i mean one of the things everyone was always clamoring for wasn't it was is daredevil gonna mix with the avengers are we gonna see them because a lot of people wanted that me and self i kind of wanted that and i always kind of wanted daredevil and spidey mm. to because two yep. new yorkers you know it's two yeah. street level heroes and it kind of makes sense I think the way they've told those two stories, they don't belong in the same universe. The way they've told the stories... The way, yeah, the way the interpretations, they have them as now. Yes, yes, I agree with you. Even though they mentioned them. Yeah, but my, you know, my comic book heart is always, you know, Daredevil and Spidey. They, they, hang, around, they hang around a lot. Yeah, know? they do. I mean, what color palette are you going to use? You see the Spider-Man movies are bright and you see the Daredevil movies are dark, you know. Just the way they interact, the way the characters think in, that, in the Daredevil universe is more... It's a gritty, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. quite, it's quite, it's gonna be a if they do that. I don't think it can be in this present form. Mm. Something needs to change. Either Daredevil needs to lighten up or Spider Man needs to get darker, which but won't happen. Which one, which won't happen. So, <laughs> so yeah, so we'll see. If anything, Daredevil will lighten up, which is not what we want to see because, like, I loved it the way it is. Yeah, I, I love the way it is, but uh, you know, I, I think we can all sort of accept that that era is now over. No, Joker I, just made a billion. No, but I, I mean for like Charlie Cox and that. Oh, right, right. Now that it's under sort of Kevin Feige, I, I, d I don't see them doing rated R. I mean, maybe for like Deadpool, I don't see rated R. For, and I, I still think you can do some dark stories with, with Daredevil and keep it PG-13. I mean, look at The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. That, it, you know, it's a, quite a dark story, but it's PG-13. 
a lot of the rated R stuff sort of really it doesn't come from storytelling it most of the time comes from language mm -hmm. and violence yeah and I still think you can tell perfectly good intricate stories without the language and violence yes you can but still do you know I mean we, it can't all be happy happy can it I don't think but that's what I mean I don't think it needs to be happy happy I don't think it needs to be like Spider-Man it can have a dark take but still be PG-13 I think it can work it, it, certainly, if, I mean, if they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. You know, it. I mean, it, Man it, of Steel, Batman v Superman, they're all sort of PG-13. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, they can make it work. I just hope they don't make it yeah, work. Yeah, I know, I agree with you. I think that's what that's where I'm getting at. I think they, they can make it work. Mm -hmm. we, we shall we'll, see. We'll see, see, yeah. We shall see. So, we'll go to the other side of the Cooper, uh, comic book hero people, and that is DC. Ah, this movie. So, The Flash. <laughs> has its uh, 35th premiere date because this movie <laughs> just keeps on getting announced and nothing keeps happening with it. So yes, we finally have another release date for The Flash and that is uh, July 1st, 2022. And it's going to be directed supposedly by Andy Muschietti. So Andy, I have two questions for you. Right. Number one, is it actually going to get released on this day? Nope. And number two, is Andy Muschietti going to direct this movie? Nope. You don't think it's... it's nope. It's, gonna, it's one of those projects, It's one it? of those projects. It just keeps dragging. And yep. Yeah. And you know the script they have now? The script they have, the story they think they have to tell in 2022? That's not the story that's going to be told in whatever year that film is going to be released. Like, I think they've not yet figured out what they want to do with the Justice League. With certain characters, yeah. Yeah, with certain characters. So and it seems... The Flash is full of yeah. man. Like it's just all over the place. There's potential there. The um, what's his name? Um, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Yeah, he yeah. did a good job in those films. Really good. He can actually hand. I I think he can handle his own movie. But it's just the other things. Where is it going to be set in? Is it going to be connected to what? How? When? What time? Those are the questions that that can tank the film even though it's it, it has the potential to be a good film because they have a very good character so dc needs to sort out that first before the flash movie and i think they know that so that's why i think this film is just going to keep dragging and dragging and dragging that's what i mean i because they've announced this date now i don't actually think they have a story yet mm -hmm. i genuinely okay. don't i genuinely don't think they have a story yet and i'm you know I think the only studio that can really pull off we're doing this in that time and we're sticking to that is Marvel. Yep. Every other studio, and I've seen, it's not just Warner Brothers, there's other studios, oh, we're going to announce this movie and then it gets delayed and then this happens. And I'm just, a, I'm a type of guy that thinks don't announce anything until you're sure, until you know where this movie is, what this movie is, mm -hmm. who's doing it, what the what the crew is, you know, what you're locked into shooting, you know where this film is going, then announce it. Yeah, I think the consensus has been that DC's um, comic book universe didn't... It's fractured. It's fractured. It didn't come out all right. They came out trying to be like Marvel. They just came out trying to be the answer to Marvel. So they were trying to do everything. Then they just found out it wasn't working. I mean, I think it's dawned on them now it's not working. So I think they just need to rehash the entire thing. And that's why it's so hard. But once they get that, they are okay, we now know what we're doing. This is what we're going. This is the direction we're going. Whether it's all our movies will now follow the trend of Joker 
and have this indie feeling about it or it's something else but they need to define that but i think once they define that everything else will start to make sense and they'll be like Marco. yeah i think it's a difficult one because on one hand you have this connected universe with uh, gal gadot and yeah. jason momoa's aquaman ezra miller's the flash mm -hmm. you know supposedly but then you have joker doing that thing and then you supposedly have Matt Reeves' Batman doing one thing over here. Yeah. So we're a bit. We're, I'm a bit like, okay. So where where's this movie gonna where's this movie gonna land? And you also have the other ones coming in. And you have the other ones coming out now. I would be perfectly happy if Warner Brothers just put up put their hands up and, and said, you know what, screw the universe, let's just make movies. Yeah, they can do you that. Yeah, I would be perfectly happy with yeah. that. Yeah. You know, just give me a good movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all I care about. Just give me a good movie. Doesn't have to be a universe. Doesn't have to be a universe. We, we've seen that with Joker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if 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 they do that, then I'm all for it. I mean, yeah. look, they have a slate. I think I texted you this mm -hmm. slate. So for the first time in ages, we actually have like a slate of DC movies that they're like, yeah, these movies are coming out, mm -hmm. supposedly. Uh, so Birds of Prey. Yep. That comes out 7th of February next year. We know that's coming out. Wonder Woman 84, we know that's coming out. That's 5th of uh, June, 2020. Uh, 25th of June, 2021, The Batman. Mm -hmm. We That's coming out. Yeah. That's, you know, they're pretty... Yeah, I mean, they're shooting it now. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're almost... Yeah, I think they're pretty much starting shooting now. Uh, the Suicide Squad, that's coming out. They've already started shooting. That comes out uh, August, 2021. Black Adam, mm. that's, another, that's another question mark for me because this is another movie that they've been discussing for years that one just they just take their time <laughs> yeah mess that up so that's coming out uh, you know christmas 2021 then we have the flash did you say 2021 2021 mm -hmm. uh, sorry sorry not flash then we have um newly announced shazam 2 so that comes out on uh, april 1st 2022 i think that's gonna come out yeah I, they, they the first one was very successful good movie then the big question mark is the flash 1st of July 2022 and then at the end of uh, 2022 in December Aquaman 2 I mean these are just arbitrary dates I think what we just need to take from that are the titles the dates are just they, they're just dates they just put out there of when they think they can accomplish it but if you look at those titles apart from the Shazam and the Black Adam I don't see any it doesn't look connected it just looks like oh, we're just gonna release these movies at this time whatever happens whatever yeah. happens uh, yeah. so and I'm with you on that. Maybe they should just come out and say it. Give us some clarity. Yeah, okay, this is it. It's there's nothing. We're not Marvel. We're not trying to do that. Maybe that's what's needed. So if we know what we're getting, because so we can stop trying to judge films based on, on its, Marvel. On yeah. Marvel, exactly. Yeah. On you know. So there's no, there's no need to base off that. And then uh, one last thing on this um, is the. Andy, what do you think? What do you think for me is the most disappointing thing about this slate? Let's read it. Oh, the slate. Yeah. Um, so, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman, Batman, Suicide Squad, Black Adam, Shazam Two, The Flash, Aquaman Two. What do you think for me, or maybe for you as well, is the most disappointing thing in that? Mm, tough question. <laughs> I'm under pressure now. I don't know, man. What do you think? Where's Superman? Oh, that's true. Honestly, and uh, did you see? Did you see the report that Warner Brothers are struggling? to get a Superman movie works because they don't know how to make him relevant to today. How hard is that? That's the and easiest. I, I, this is what I'm just like, dude, That's the he's, easiest. A, he's an alien immigrant yeah. that has come 
to a foreign land to seek a better life. How can that not be more relevant? Exactly. Like, dudes, what is going on? How easy is that? Like, that's very easy. That's I think Superman can be is the, the most relevant really, character yeah. than any of them. Mm -hmm. Maybe we Batman, but Superman can live in any era. In literally five minutes, we you thought. I mean, in two seconds, you thought about that. Of course, it's you can make a relevant Superman story. It's what's going on at Warner Brothers. Like, can you believe we haven't seen? Well, we've seen Superman and Batman v Superman Justice League, but we haven't had a Superman film since 2013, six years ago. And for the next supposedly four years, nothing, nothing in sight. Maybe they're trying to do a Darth Vader on Superman. Maybe they're trying to make it that thing where you don't show him too but much. You can't. He's a not long time. Darth Vader, though. Superman is the leader of the DC franchise. I'm sorry. I mean, he's okay. he, he's he is Marvel's Tony Stark or you, Captain America. I and I've always said this. I, do you think that the Superman, the last three, two, three films of Superman we've had, they could have been better? Like, I agree. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, don't get me wrong. I love Man of Steel. Yeah, I adore that movie. I think that's a masterpiece. I actually think today that's still my favorite DC movie of the modern DC movies. Mm -hmm. uh, less less said about Justice League, the better. Yeah, Batman vs Superman. We've all got our opinions on that, but yeah, you, I still think though there's a ripe Superman story there to be told. Yeah, I don't know why it just they didn't work. There is that was. Everything is there. They have the, the best director. They have the, they had the money, good storyline. There's nothing wrong with the story. I don't know. It just it just didn't do it. It just yeah. There was just something missing about it. There was something missing about that Superman story that made it very forgettable. Maybe other Marvel because they had Tony Stark and the way this guy handled that character is just remember and the post credit. You know they were the ones that yeah. started the post credit, post -credit scene. Scenes, so. Yeah. That maybe that's what just helped keep it together. Maybe if they didn't do those post-credit scenes, maybe we, they wouldn't be as successful. Well, as yeah, exactly. Today. It's the whole interconnected universe. But th this is completely different to that. I'm just like, I don't understand how they can't get a hold of Superman. Do you know what I mean? He is. I just it it, it baffles me. It's weird. It's just weird. And the problem is, they, it can't be like Joker. Because it can't, the thing is, they, they can't treat Superman the way they treated Joker. They just gave this guy 60 million because they wanted to shut him up. They didn't really care. But you can't do that with the f brand Superman, you know? So it's all, it's always going to be your flagship. When you If Superman comes out... Superman and Batman. And Batman. Those it, are your two flagships. Yeah, those are your flagships. So you can't mess it up. And... Um, I mean, I agree with you. I didn't even realize nothing on Superman in this. I don't know. Maybe they'll do it. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. We, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I'm optimistic for the future of DC, but I'm also a bit kind of like, come on, guys, let's let's get something going with soups here. Uh, so we'll move on to the next story, uh, and that we'll go over to Amazon, the Lord of the Rings TV series. Now, uh, several months back, we reported that Will Poulter mm -hmm. joining the cast as a lead uh, no longer. He's out scheduling conflicts. You know, uh, we've heard that one before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many times? Yeah. It's the easiest, easiest excuse. Well, uh, whatever reason, it's fine. I'm sure the show will still succeed without I'm him. I'm sure they'll find a replacement. Yeah. I mean, I think this is, for me, my, my look at this, I think maybe Will Poulter should have just hanged on them. 
You know, if there is schedule, let's work it out. Why wouldn't you work it out to be in the Lord of the it's Rings series? It's definitely not scheduling conflict. It's it definitely is. not. If it is, it can't be. It, it, it can't it be. It very well could be. It could, it could be a mix. I mean, it's like telling it, me... Because it could, it could be something like, you know, because actors commit to things. Mm -hmm. Like maybe he's like, yeah, I signed on. Uh, and then they're like, oh, we're not going to have this show ready for two years. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to be doing... I got to do other projects and stuff but to keep me busy. Like, sure, that would have been made clear like before he signed the contract. Well, we'll see. Sometimes, we, with a lot of these actors and stuff, sometimes no contracts. Like, sometimes they agree to something. They announced before, it before, like the they announced it. And so, I mean, everything else, I agree with what you're saying. But once that, you know, I think you were even the one telling me a while ago, like they won't announce it till pen has been put to paper. So the fact that he this was it was announced means it was signed. All the dates were agreed. So maybe it's scheduling. Highly unlikely it's scheduling conflict. It could be money. It could be money. It could be... But then again, if it was money, that should have all been ironed out before as well. Yep. It's it, I don't think it's money. It's probably something to do with personality. Maybe he was hard to work with or the director... But then you could have just said creative differences. Because mm, well, that's, the, that's the other... Creative, creative differences is the other nice way of saying it didn't work. Now, nah, creative differences means there were. If I see creative differences, what I think about is people shouting. There's on a the lot set. of arguments. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. No, I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but when I see scheduling conflicts, I think of Outlook. I think of emails. They were not. It was just a very. Yeah. Oh, I think it's more polite. So. Depending on how the split was, that would determine what language they could have used. But it's certainly more than shuttling conflict. The, the good thing is, is I mean, this show has so many... The, the star quality behind it is just that. Just from the crew alone. Yeah, it's just that if one person leaves, you're not like... You're you like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Look, honestly, you could phone up anyone and be like, yo, do you want to be in Lord of the Rings? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like... Why wouldn't you want to be in Lord of the Rings yeah, series? It's, yeah, it's just, I mean, so I saw it and I was like, yeah, oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, this, this industry, eh? This industry. Mm. Uh, so speaking of this industry, some uh, interesting, very, very interesting news here. Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, is meeting with Martin Scorsese. That there's no more news on it. It's just that they've arranged the meeting. Of course, it's not to discuss their favorite cheese, is it? No, it's just, it's, he's going to ask him, what's your favorite Marvel movie? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, this is... So, in the notes, I, you guys obviously can't see it, but in the notes, I put the, the you know, the little eyes I emoji. <laughs> so, like, because it's very much like, what's going on here? It, it could be, it's either... It could a, be a thousand things. It like. could be a thousand things. It could be less, less, let's settle this as men, man to man, face to face. Stop dissing us and we'll stop dissing you. Or it could be come to the dark side. Let's. Why don't you do something Can for us? Can you imagine? Uh, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy three, directed by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but I mean that could would never happen. No. That would. That would. <laughs> Can you? Laugh? I just laugh it. It would be hilarious if it does though. That would. That would be. In fact, you'd 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 more likely see. A hip hop album of from Donald Trump featuring Kanye West and Jay Z. Then you know what? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's not entirely unlikely either. Exactly. <laughs> That's why you'd 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 you're more likely to see that happen than for Scorsese to direct <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvel movie. movie yeah. Oh my give, goodness. Give him a Marvel. What give him the, the next hell? Avengers. <laughs> 
What? Nah, that ain't gonna happen. So yeah, no, this is. It, I don't know what this meeting could be about. I, it, it, no, you know what? It's this industry. Sometimes it could just be two professionals meeting up. It could be. It could be lunch. It could be something. Could that be lunch. In could be twenty just, twenty years. But I mean, you know, and and the thing is, look, Disney is a huge company. Oh yeah. You know, you know, it's not just Marvel or Star Wars or Pixar. They've got. They've probably got other stuff that they might want Martin to do. Yeah, and Martin didn't have a problem with the movies he just said it's not for him he's that's not his yeah he said it's not his type of cinema simple it's not like he didn't say i'll never work for them you know so a job's a job it's job's and, a and, job and, and, and you know martin's the type of guy that if he sees a story he likes he'll go for it he'll like, go for it so i i hope it's them working together i really hope so but we shall see we shall see i mean if they do for me that just goes to show the good parts of the industry mm. you can have your differences but you can still you know, work together. I mean, think about Spielberg. You know, the you know that thing we had earlier in the year where he said, well, yeah, yeah. "Yeah, you know, one week you can be, <laughs> one week you can say this, three weeks down the line you say something, something yeah. else, and everybody will complain for we'll talk about it on the show one or two weeks, but everybody forgets about it. Life moves on. Exactly. Always in motion. The future oh. is. Mm-hmm. No. Oh. Nice. So uh, we'll get into the next and final topic of the news, and that is DB and Weiss, the ex-showrunners of Game of Thrones, have announced their next project. And no, it's not with Netflix. <laughs> it's with Warner Brothers, and they're doing a Lovecraftian thriller movie. So this is based off a graphic novel. I'm not quite familiar with the original source material, so I can't really comment on it. But the thing for me that highlights this story is DB and Weiss. Uh, doing a, a project at another studio after all this debacle with Lucasfilm and scheduling conflicts and you know and, and, Netf HBO. and Netflix and HBO, I, I don't know what's going on with these guys. I, I honestly, I don't. Know. It just looks like they don't know what they want to do, or they are believing their hype so so much that they're saying no to everybody and they, everything has to be so perfect that they are rejecting work. I don't know, but man, like seriously, right now they are not like the angels they think they are. People hate them because of what they did for the last season of Game of Thrones. So, I mean, get, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, they're not doing anybody, they're not doing themselves any favors, if you ask me. It just, yeah, like you, it just looks like they don't really know what to do with themselves. Um, you would think. Like after a successful run on Game of Thrones, whether you like the last two seasons or not, it was still successful with mm -hmm. a lot of views, yeah. you know, all that jazz. You would think they would want another passion project, you know, start a production company, go out there, and, I want to do this, I want to do this. But it just seems like they're going, oh, Netflix will give us money if we do this, and uh, ooh, Star Wars, now that's not going to work. Let's go over to HBO. No, that Game of Thrones is not going to work. Oh, Warner yeah. Brothers, let's do a thriller here. Why not? It just seems a bit wishy-washy and that they don't, like you said, they don't know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And I just think as creatives in this industry, you, I don't know, I just feel as if you need to have something driving you to like, this is what I want to do and yeah. stick with it. Like, yeah, and I mean, there, and there is just so much out there. We are very easily forgotten. It's like the music industry. You know, there was a time in the 80s or 90s, early 90s, you knew everybody. You knew all the musicians out there. Only maybe five or ten musicians could give you good music. Everybody else was trash. But fast forward to today, you go on Spotify and just say, play me anything. You're guaranteed everything you hear is going to be good. P 
people are churning out good music every single day and it's the same with films now studios are churning out proper content everywhere it's more likely yeah, more likely it's harder now to find bad content or bad producers or bad directors or bad actors it's very hard so you got to ride your wave while it's still high because once that drops somebody else is just going to go and take that space up so in by 2021 if you hear this same statement game of thrones showrunners it's not going to mean the same thing as it means to me right now and then i'll be like oh isn't that that show we used to watch three years ago and nobody's going to care about them anymore not them anyway i don't think i think people will care about the show i think the sh- like we said it's arguably the best show ever made on television you know yeah. whatever you feel about the last two seasons but these these guys i think they'll if they continue in this vein i think they'll be forgotten yeah, yeah because I, I i mean i watched a documentary on um Austin wells mm-hmm. you know Austin oh, yeah, the yeah. citizen king citizen guy Kane, yeah. yeah and after the same thing can happen after he did citizen kane um that was almost it and everybody kept refer he tried to do so many other things and they were really good stuff but it was just that Citizen Kane. He so just good, yeah. yeah, it was so good. He peaked. He peaked, and everything else was compared to Citizen Kane, and that's why nobody heard from him. Even though he had some really good stuff, there was a film he was supposed to make but never got made, and it was really nice, a good film. But um, I just fear the same thing happening to them. And in twenty years' time, on Netflix, we'll be seeing there'll be a documentary about them and how they didn't take the opportunities. I hope that's not the case. I though. hope that's not the case. Yeah, because I always, I want I want everyone to succeed in this industry. Do you know what I mean? I don't wish ill intent on anyone, but you just got to carry yourself better, I think. And the way I look at it, I mean, there could be more. There's, I'm sure there's more layers to this, but just the way I'm looking at it, it just doesn't seem like they know what they want in this industry right now. Yep, we don't work for any studio, so yeah. we don't we don't have the inside scoop. All yeah. we do is just, just interpret like I said, copy paste from the exactly, internet, like. copy <laughs> what's out there, you know. <laughs> One day we'll get the inside scoops. One day, one yeah, day. But not yet. Cool. So that's the news, Andy. That's the news. So we'll go over to our next segment of the show, and that is the trailer park. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Wonder Woman! Andy. <laughs> yes. We finally got our first look at Wonder Woman 84. Mm-hmm. The new, obviously, Wonder Woman movie by Patty Jenkins. Yep. To be coming out June next year. Go ahead, Andy. What do you think of this bright, colorful, 80s style trailer? Um, Not yet. It hasn't hit me yet. It, it hasn't hit me. I'm not saying it's bad. I love Gal Gadot. Love everything. I love everything, you know. But the trailer just hasn't hit me. Maybe because Hans Zimmer, we've not, has, we've not heard what Hans Zimmer is going to do for this project. The music, I mean, remember last time, that soundtrack, everything, the color palette, the action sequences. The trailer now, it's the same action sequences that she's always been doing. Slide on the floor, block, shield some bullets, and knock, break some weapons. It's the same sequence. The only difference is just this one was done with in 1984, and that one was done in in the 30s but nothing new in the trailer not even the music so that's why i'm saying that it's not hit me yet as whoa i can't wait to see this because i've literally seen everything and they bring back trevor sure it's not what it seems because that would be shooting yourself in the foot but i'm like really first of all they show me the same um action sequences then they're now trying to tell me the same story again 
by bringing the same characters back. So we're still going to tie it to the original. And I'm like, this looks like a repetition. So it didn't excite me. That being said, this is just the first trailer, right? So we shall see. Yeah, I mean, that is exactly what I was going to say, pretty much. Uh, that this is just the first trailer. So I'm, I love this trailer. I really liked it. I think it's bright, colorful. It's got the 80s flavor that, you know, Patty Jenkins was saying we're going to get down to like the shopping mall in America, you know, very 80s. Um, and I did like the, ch the choice of music because it's, a, it's an 80s banger. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think, I hope, in the film that we're going to get a powerful Hans Zimmer score, but I hope I hope we also get a fun '80s soundtrack. But did you did you did you not see what I said about the action sequences were just a repetition? Yeah, and I the reason I push back on that is because it's a trailer. So, as a trailer, you you show people what they already know, and I think you because yeah, we've seen those movements of her sliding and you know blocking the bullets with her bracelets, and that's very Wonder Woman. That's what she's always done in the comics. But I think if you're going to give her new moves to do, you don't show them in the trailer. You save them for the movie. No, you so, you, you, so then when you're in the theatre... Give us a little bit. Maybe a little bit. but And I think we did get a little bit right at the end when she's riding on the lightning with her lasso. <laughs> okay. That was yeah, pretty that badass. Was yeah, that was true. <laughs> that, that I had never seen. But so, yeah, I think... I, I like the action sequence. I, yeah, I will admit it's very similar to what we got, but that is, it is a continuation of the same character. Yes, she'll probably develop new moves. I think we'll see that in the movie. As for Steve Trevor, I'm the same as you. Uh, I don't think it is as it seems. I don't think he's just, I'm back. Mm -hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because then it just diminishes... Everything. Excuse me. Everything that happened in the first movie. Yeah. And But it's Patty Jenkins. And I trust Patty Jenkins. I think she's a very clever and talented woman. So I trust her that... She she knows what she's doing. Yeah, you know it's her story from from the beginning. It's not like she's somebody else did the first one and she's doing the second one. She did she's done both. Mm -hmm. She's directed and written both. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think she's that stupid to shoot herself in the foot. And she did say in a press conference in the the Brazilian Comic Con when they showed this trailer that it's an integral part to the story of him being there. Mm. So so we'll see. But you know what. But that the Hans Zimmer score, do I'm looking forward. I'm oh, that, that we're gonna is, get that theme. That um, that I don't know if I'm looking forward more to that than the actual. I mean, it gets film. you so pumped up. It does. It? I, I just the guy Matt Zimmer to those uh, is the composer. Is the yes Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I mean, who, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know Hans Zimmer, <laughs> I mean, he is he's, a, he's one of the greats, and I just I can't wait to hear what he's gonna do for this film. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're gonna get the classic da -na -na -na, that theme that's awesome but his touch on it yeah uh, well he wrote it in the first place remember because he wrote it for Batman vs Superman that's when we first heard it and he did the soundtrack for that yeah oh yeah that's true so yes. he, he wrote that's that theme he wrote the that's, that's true his, that's, that's his true. theme I keep thinking it started with Wonder Woman but I remember no. it was in BVS wasn't yes, it yes it was in yeah, BVS that's true. first it was in BVS Man. So he's going to come back to do that and also obviously explore new soundtrack. But I'm, I'm so excited for this movie. Love the first one. Love the, you know, love the look of this one. So I'm all for it. I really want it to do well. Oh, it will. Because the fight that that film fought, it's still being fought today. That, you know, what that film represented mm -hmm. sociopolitically, that war is still raging. And I'm just hoping this solidifies that position yeah. so it doesn't I think this one will earn more money than I hope so. I, I, I really hope so really. that's what I say if it's bad I won't say it on the show but I really hope it does good, do good I mean if it's bad it's bad do you know what I mean we can't 
hold our feelings. But I have a good feeling about this one anyway. So uh, we'll get into the next trailer, and this is Ghostbusters Afterlife. And this is the the legacy. The they're calling it. It's a new thing now called a legacy quill. Okay. So it's not a se- It's like a sequel, but it's based on legacy. Oh, that's a nice so like, one. So like like we saw with Terminator mm. and Halloween, where a legacy quill. Well, wow. Yeah. So this is what this sort of seems like to me. Mm. Because it's sort of it's in the same universe. It takes place years after the original one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any of the original cast in it, mm-hmm. but it plays off that. Mm-hmm. And you have uh, Jason Reitman writing and directing, who is the son of I- Ivan Reitman, who, who wrote the original. Wrote the original too. Yeah. Right. I, I saw. Did you? I, we, I mean, we both saw the trailer. I'm, I loved it. Yeah. I, so I, yeah. What, what do you I, think of it? I loved it. I mean, it's. It was dark. It didn't feel like a comedy horror. It just felt like a horror. And I dig it because when I first watched um, Ghostbusters as a kid, it wasn't a comedy to me. To me, it was scary. Seeing the Statue of Liberty walk and those demons and all of that, it didn't look like a joke to me. I was scared. So seeing this trailer invoke the same kind of fear, it did look horror. It did look horrific. I kind of like it. I dig it. I like the casting. Um, what's his name? Um, the Finn le- Wolfhard. Yeah, I like him. He was great in Ant Man. He worked. Well. Oh, oh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd. He was. Yeah, he worked. He was great with what he did there. I like him as a character. I think it's gonna be good. What do you think? Now, I. It's it's weird. Now every this is this has everything set up like you said to be good, mm-hmm. to, to to like. Mm-hmm. So you know it's got great cast. I do love this. I do like the trailer. I think the trailer is well done. Mm-hmm. And this movie does look good. I like the fact Jason Reitman's coming back. So it's in the family. The problem I have, and I don't think it's a, I don't, it not, might not necessarily be a problem with the film. It's just this trailer. The tone of this trailer, like you said, it had a darker approach. For me, that didn't quite sit well as I, as you. Mm. It just didn't, it just didn't sit right for me because I've always, unlike you, I've always looked at the Ghostbusters movies, even when I first saw them, as fun movies, mm. fun ghost movies. You know, mm-hmm. you know they're cracking jokes and and squirting weird things. The aliens look kind of comedic as well. So sorry, the, the ghosts. So I never really took that as horror. I kind of took that as a fun yeah. comedy movie mm. with horror elements in it. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I've always viewed Ghostbusters, and I kind of was missing that from this trailer. I was missing the whole fun type of adventure. It felt a bit too serious for me. Mm. Uh, that's all just down to taste, though. Taste, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You liked the dusk aspect. For me, mm. it just didn't quite work. But then again, look, I'm just judging the trailer. The film could be lighthearted and, and full of fun adventure. The next trailer might be, it, it, it might be full of fun adventure. I'm just <laughs> judging it from this trailer. But right now, I'm a bit like, oh, I don't know what we're get, what we're in for here. Yeah, I think if more, more, if people like you complain online and it becomes a thing, the next trailer will be lighthearted. Mm. But even without that, maybe the next one will be a bit lighthearted. Maybe he knows what he's doing. That, I, I mean, I'm gonna hold judgment yeah. until I see the movie, of course. But it did look good. I liked um, what's um, you know, you've just said his name, Stranger Things guy. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. yeah, I like him. He, he he's great. Cool, yeah, great, great in the movie. It, it just I, I don't have anything wrong to say about this Ghostbusters. This what do you call it? Lega, Lega, Legacy Quill. Legacy Quill. I don't have any problem with this Legacy Quill for now. 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny that Finn Wolfhard's in it because in Stranger Things, he dressed up as Ghostbusters, remember? Oh, yeah, that's true. It's hitting me now. Oh, that's true. Yeah, all four of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so see an E.T. Star Wars thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little connection there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to see this film. Mm. I'm, of, oh, course I'm, of course, of course, I'm going to see this film. Just from this trailer alone, I'm, I'm just waiting to see what happens next. No, it's, I'm definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, when is it out? Uh, sometime next year, I would imagine. I can't get the date. I'll find the date. Okay. Uh, so we'll move on to the next trailer, and it is a red band trailer for the new movie, The Grudge, produced by Sam Raimi. Um, I'm going to start this one off. Now, I, for me, first of all, I don't think this is really a trailer. This was more like a scene that was cut up to mm-hmm. make a shorter scene. Yep. Uh, very similar to what they did with the It Chapter 2 uh, trailer that came out mm-hmm. uh, where it's basically this cop that goes into this creepy looking house and see this creepy looking lady doing creepy looking things and it just sort of escalates from there it just for me nothing's pulling me into this movie There's, there, I've got no story mm-hmm. and I've just got weird looking stuff it's creepy yeah but it seems to be relying too much there's a lot of gore I'll give mm-hmm. them that there's a lot of gore but I'm not a gore person unless I've got a good story behind it. Mm-hmm. I don't like gore fests. Yeah, it's not for me. Yeah, I mean. So this is where I am at this moment. I, I I'm a bit like, what is this movie? Because mm. right now you're not selling it to me. Yeah, there is an industry for that. There is. There are people that there really, is. They yeah. really like those kind of movies, and this looks to me like it's a well done type of that kind of movie. If you're into the whole gore and uh, seven, and um, I have a game to play, um, so yeah, so yeah, if that's yeah. your kind of gore. Not seven's great. <laughs> seven has yeah. a deep plot there. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, so you mean yeah. the graphic depiction oh, of yeah, violence, yeah, violence. You yeah. know, if that's your thing, I think this was well done. I love that. I can't remember her name. I love her whenever she plays a cop. The the, the uh, yeah, I don't know the actress name. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. I like her, and um, so. I mean, it's it is what it is. If that's your kind of thing, I think it's well done. I think it's a good film. Yeah, I mean, we've had two trailers now, and mm. I still don't really know what the story is. So I think for me, if they haven't really given us a little bit by now, it probably isn't much story there. Well, it's a police officer goes to a house, and these people are just they can't leave the house it looks like they can't leave, can't the, leave house. the house for some reason yeah. yeah and something is making them mutil- something made them mutilate grudge. themselves yeah a grudge you know maybe they had a grudge and they said they wouldn't kill each other or something or I don't know yeah know. I think I'm going to give this one a miss ND yeah I'm going to watch it you're going to check yeah. it out well you can let me know if yeah, it's I'll let watching. You, yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to a completely different type of tone <laughs> and that is Stargirl so it's the new series uh, for CW slash the DC Universe uh and you know what? It's it's very much what you could kind of expect yep. from a CW DC show. Yep. Made for 12-year-olds. Yeah, it's yep. made for teenage. It's got that sort of teen vibe to it, uh, which can be which can be fun. I'm going to lie. I do like some of the CW. I fell off it, mm-hmm. but I did like the early stuff. The one thing I will say, though, is that it's a it looks better mm-hmm. as visually yep. than the other shows. Mm-hmm. It does seem like in the visual effects alone that they've pumped a bigger budget into this. Yeah. More money, but it's still the same cardboard story yeah. and all of that. So, yeah. Um, I'm not too sure about this one. Yeah, I mean, it's got Jeff Johns behind it and I do really like him, but I don't know. Because I... 
originally thought this was going to be exclusively to the DC Universe. Maybe I would have checked it out then. But if it's going to the CW now, I'm just a bit like, oh, I don't know. It'll if be I on can, Sky. I don't know if I can go back there. I mean, this is a miss. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, The Witcher. Final trailer for The Witcher. Uh, as it comes out next week, we'll get into that in a bit. But the trailer itself, Andy, it kind of told us the whole story. Yeah, this is one of those, right? Where I was, I was watching it, and I'm just like, okay, 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 we're doing that, we're doing this, and I'm like, I can kind of see where this is gonna go now. Yeah, which I'm disappointed by. Well, I think studios only do this when they have jitters. Yeah, so yeah, which is not a good sign. No, is it because it's been released on the same day as Star Wars? And they feel that... They, well, that's a good point. You know, so they... They, they, they feel as if they maybe need to show people why you need to watch the exactly. show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that's because that's that's when everybody wants to watch it. Chris, you know. But I think if ne- I think Netflix are clever enough to know that that weekend is owned by Star Wars. Yeah. I, I, you know, the good thing about Netflix is that it's okay. You don't have to watch it on the opening day. You can watch it next week or whenever. Like, yeah, I do. And you know, I don't know how Netflix um, rates success. What do they consider successful? Is it the number of people that watched it? Yeah, I think a lot of TV shows is based on how many viewers you have. Yeah, but the thing is, the number of people that watched it is like they're still paying the same amount of money, you know. So it's not like they're buying tickets or pass to watch it. So to them, they've made the same amount they would have made from that film as they made for every other film that was released that month. So I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, it's just a curious thought in my mind. Yeah, I mean, the whole streaming service and how they work out success is, is different. Mm. Because ov- with movies, we've got the box office. Yes. That's, it's, you know, it's right there. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit more difficult to see with TV shows, especially streaming services. Yeah. Because they don't release their figures, a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, well, speaking of figures, you know, Netflix um, released the numbers of the number of people that actually watched... Um, the Irishman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, and that was about 60 million. So if that came out in the cinema and that many people worldwide watched it, that would have probably taken them close to a... Uh, about 600 million. 600 million, million yeah. yeah. Which is decent. It's a good opening for weekend. A, yeah, for a three... Globally, that's uh, a great opening weekend. Yeah, for a three-hour movie, that's... that's too, Yeah, no, that's good. Well... I still have yet to watch it. I'm still trying to find time to watch it because it's a big commitment. It is. It, it is. is. I'm, I'm like right now. I don't have three and a half hours. To just, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. It's yeah. one of those things where you gotta watch it. Then. Maybe that's yeah. why Netflix is doing what they're doing because they know if people don't watch um, Witcher that weekend, they're probably not gonna watch it again because other stuff will just come and all their money is gone. We'll see. We'll so maybe see. that's why they're doing. I mean, it. the guy's got seven seasons planned. Or so he says. The, wow. the showrunner. He says he's got plans. Whether I don't think it was for seven seasons. Because you know Netflix, and this is factual. Netflix is the second largest um, TV station in the UK. Yeah. The first is um, BBC. No, YouTube. Is that no? A TV this station? is this is fact. No, the, when I say TV station, I don't mean like what? TV station. I mean where people consume content. Oh, oh, okay, okay. The highest, the highest number is YouTube. Then next to that is um, Netflix. Netflix. Then ITV, then BBC, and all these, then the, uh, all, yeah. the other rest and all that. But YouTube and Netflix is where everything is now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, YouTube is, especially with the kids, is yeah, huge. it's absolutely huge. huge. Yeah. When Netflix is, it's not even halfway. The number, then they're, they're not clocking half as much as YouTube. YouTube is like, yeah, it's crazy amount. Netflix like, is like because everybody uses YouTube. Everybody who doesn't use YouTube, I mean, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, so that's the Trailer Park ND. Uh, and so we'll get into the final segment of the show, and that is What's Coming? You've got to ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Dendi? Right. Cats. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Cats is coming out. I'm seeing it opening night. I've got my tickets. You've got a ticket for the yeah, cats? Yeah, man. No, of course not. Uh, this, uh, how is this movie getting made? I, I was just about to call 999 because they may need to take you to the cycle to do it. <laughs> yeah, man. Cats is going to be awesome. All the Oscars. Like, honestly, I, I can't believe this film is being made. I, I, I just can't. This is... I can't describe what... And when I watched the trailer, the one and only time I watched the trailer, I can't describe what I was feeling. I was... You know, my brain couldn't compute what it was. it was it was these are human beings made to look like cats but at the same time they are trying they, 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 they want to look attractive it was like a bit i didn't know what i was watching man that was a very it's, difficult it, thing rough. to watch it's rough it's wrong it just doesn't look right yeah it's it's, it's look, i would have been absolutely fine if you just made them all cats yeah or if you used makeup mm -hmm. or prosthetics yeah. that's fine but this weird CG thing that's yeah. going on, it looks creepy. Oh, it's it just, does not work. Yeah, it's like if you if imagine if aliens came to Earth and they just took to and they would stay crossbreeding <laughs> humans with cats. Humans with cats. <laughs> that's what it would look like. Like in a very uncomfortable way. And you're supposed to watch that and feel it. Oh man. <sighs> and the, 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 what really vexes me about it is the is, is the lineup. They've got some of the greatest actors, people that have like just about two, three films in them before they leave. And it's just so disappointing that one of the final things those people will do is this. It's That's just, to me, that's the great shame in this cat movie. It's, I hate, I, I do not like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be awesome. It's not going <laughs> to be awesome. It's awesome, not going to be awesome. No, I think we'll be giving that one a miss. Um, uh, on Netflix, we've got The Witcher coming out, which we did just sort of speak about with yep. the trailer. Uh, but uh, we also have a little indie movie coming out, Star yep. Wars 9. Heard of it? Nope. Directed by J.J. Abrams. No, I've never heard of it. Yeah. St what's it called? Star Wars. The no. Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> it's the ninth one. They've, they've had eight movies they've of had this. They've had eight movies, yeah. It's and I've never heard of crazy. it. Crazy. Huh. But yes, people, we are now in the week of The Rise of Skywalker, and I can't, I can't believe it, indeed. The last movie in this in on, on this story. Yeah, every film, you, well, no, everything you've seen minus the Mandalorian, everything you've seen Star Wars on TV. It's all been related to this. Yeah, it's all been this, and this is the final chapter of it. It's crazy. It is. It's, it's, it's going to be emotional, I'm, man. Yeah, I'm uh, keeping away from spoilers. There's there's already stuff going on, man. It's already leaks and. You know, Lucasfilm released a clip, apparently, that contained a major spoiler, and I was just like, why are you doing that? No, just stay away from the internet. It's yeah, just a I, few I, more days. I'm, uh, I think I'm going to do a blackout, especially a Twitter blackout, just uh, completely yeah. off. I've been doing that for weeks because I'm very slow on Mandalorian. But oh, yeah, you're it, quite behind. So, so any, any little mention of Baby Yoda, and you're just like, yeah, whoop. Once I just, I'm scrolling down, and I just see the Just picture. get off Twitter, then, because he's just, everywhere. <laughs> he's every, He's on Twitter. He's on Apple News. He's on, every, he's on, he's on Google News. Every it's crazy. Yeah, he's there. Baby Yoda everywhere. has taken over the world. Yeah, and there are no toys this season. No, because which is kind of interesting, because uh, John Favreau 
said I don't want any toys in production because in case any toy leaks got out of this character. Oh. Because with toys, clever. with merchandise, you have to have all this months, 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 even possibly a year in advance. All right. the designs locked in, you know, and then start, man you know, getting yeah. to production. Takes a while. Mm, that's very clever. It's true. But, but that would have been a hit because that baby's so cute. You'd never thought you could see Yoda looking cute. And that is the cutest thing in all of Star Wars. Yeah, man. Honestly. Yeah, it is. Because, it, yeah, like. It's crazy. But anyway, we're not talking about Mandalorian. We're talking about the rise of Skywalker. Now, this is the. F I don't think I've ever gone into a Star Wars film as nervous as this. Mm -hmm. Because this is crazy, man. This is wrapping up this trilogy and wrapping up the whole Skywalker. supposedly Skywalker star saga. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yep. So there's a lot of questions to ask. You know, the the big one for me is is old Sheevy Babes. Palps. Mm -hmm. Palps. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Pa Papa Palpatine. You know, there are two ways this could end. It could end like Game of Thrones or it could end like Endgame. Yeah. Which will it be? Which will it be? And I, I hope for Endgame. I, I, I mean, I think we're going to get a good film. I yeah. think, I think, you know, you can, there may be things you don't agree with, but I think overall we'll get a good film. I think visually we're going to get a stunning film. I think this is going to be the best looking Star Wars movie. But you do know, now that The Mandalorian, I know you said we're not talking about it, but now that The Mandalorian is out, you do know that if it's good, if something is really good, the fandom, if as toxic as they are, can come together and unite and say that. So, and it, I have faith JJ will do that. Yeah. So you know, like if it comes out and it's rubbish, it, you know, there. I, I mean, you'll you'll, you'll hear see, about it. You'll know. You'll like, know. You'll know. You'll you mean, know whether it's good yeah, or bad. Exactly. Like. You know, everybody knows the last uh, Mandalorian is good. Everybody. Not everybody knows The Last Jedi is good. You yeah, know, there ev is everybody knows it's a divisive movie. Is it divisive? So, you know, that's the thing. When this movie comes out this week, we will have the verdict. And it will be clear, it will be resounding, as resounding as... And you know what? Your opinion is no different to anyone else's. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not right as well. If you love the movie and someone on Twitter is telling you this movie sucks, just ignore them. Yeah. It's and vice versa. Yeah. And vice versa. So it's like no opinion is wrong. No opinion is I'm wrong. Just, look, I'm just going into this movie with an open mind. And I'm the, the, the thing for me, the main thing for me, yeah. is just give me a good movie. Give me a strong story, finish off these characters, and I'll be happy. I, you know what I mean? All the fan service stuff, that comes later. But at the core, I want a good movie. I want a great movie. Good yeah, won't cut yeah. it. Good won't cut it for me. The Last Jedi was good. It wasn't great. Good won't cut it for me. I want a great film. That is not just visual. Mandalorian is great. It's not just visually appealing. It's great because it just transcends the 90 minutes you watch it. Is how that's how you know to me, that's how you know a great film. How long it stays with you. We are still shaking from Joker. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's how you know a, a great man, film. Yeah. yeah, I'm Watchmen, you know. So I want that feeling mm -hmm. when I watch The Last Jedi. Hard, hard to do, but that's what I want. And I'm right to want. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean you can you can yeah. want all all you want. Yeah, you have forty years of exactly backstory. The only and thing I will say to anyone is just keep your expectations in check for certain things. Well, I'm expecting a great movie. You well, can't. no, but I mean, I, not so much for that. I'm just story part, story mm. threads, mm. character beats, those type of things. 
Do you know what I mean? If Ray does this and you didn't expect her to do that, don't get angry. Just because they didn't do what you thought. True. So it, that's the thing. I'm like, just keep the expectations in the check. Because at the end of the day, it's not our story to tell. True. It's, it's JJ's. True. But at the same time, they can't just come and say, that Vida isn't dead. I mean, they can. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. They can. I mean, we thought Palpatine was dead. Yeah. True, but... Do you know what I mean? Okay. There's a lot of people okay, maybe who, who, who are... Because I, I actually think this movie, a big part of this movie, does rest on what we do with Palpatine. R true, true. Because if you just bring him back, how did you come back? Because. But if he, you know, if he... <laughs> do you know what I mean? What you said, because. Because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's a bit like, really? Just because? But if you tell a satisfying story and mm. it makes sense yeah then it could it could make or break this movie with palpatine mm -hmm. and then also how much you use palpatine in this movie mm. because they've gone all out in the marketing palpatines in this movie and they know that's what's growing do you know what i mean people. from the very first teaser where we heard that cackle we were like holy you know he's he's in this movie. I still can't he, believe he's. In I, this I movie. still can't. I still can't believe it. And all the trailers, we've heard his voice. We've the big poster, which is just his huge face. You know, he is. I, I can't believe Palpatine is, is in the movie. That's what I mean. He is prime in the marketing, and if he shows up for the last five minutes of the movie, dude, <laughs> then I have a pro Then I will. I'll have a problem. I mean, there is no formula for this it just has to be done right i mean we were we were talking about watchmen how they treated dr manhattan they made dr manhattan a black man and they did it it made sense they did it they did it in the right way it just made sense the way the story led to that you know it made sense and i think that's what you're saying it has to be done right it has to make sense it can't be because just yeah. for the sake of That's it what I mean. you bring him just so you can kill him i mean it's not gonna work you gotta it has to be oh okay i see oh, okay yeah because vader did throw him down that shaft he did and then explode the blew up. yeah he did explode so you can't just tell me because. yeah that was because <laughs> you can't you gotta you have to really explain that stuff so so lot and this is only is it just slightly longer this is the longest star wars film isn't nope. it nope it's two hours and 21 minutes this movie there was something maybe it wasn't Star Wars recently we had something and we said this was the uh, longest there was the so yeah there was a report that came out that said it was the longest okay but, but it's, it's not it's not no. right it's the it's the third longest okay so the last Jedi is the longest then Attack of the Clones and then this one okay because they really need to explain this Palpatine thing they you know they can't just... They've got to explain Palpatine. Yeah. They've got uh, a wrap-up Ray story. Mm -hmm. What's Ray, what Ray's doing? Kylo's story. You've mm -hmm. got to wrap up. Mm -hmm. You've got to wrap up the Resistance versus the First Order. Yeah. Finn. Finn. Who the heck po? is he? Poe. Uh, Leia. Leia. Um, Rose Tico. Rose Tico. I heard she survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's there. Uh, Luke. Luke's got, Luke. Luke's got to make an appearance. I mean, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do in this movie. But... To be honest, if there was one director that could you really you could just rely on to not it's go JJ. crazy on anything and just tell close all these doors, it's JJ, Mr. Reliable. So we <sighs> shall we see. We shall see. It's the biggest we shall see of, of the, the year. year. Yes, we shall see. Because 
But yes, yeah, so guys, that is the show. So the next time we'll be speaking on these microphones, both me and ND would have seen the rise of Skywalker. Yep. Uh, and we'll be reviewing it for your beautiful ears to listen to. So, Andy, that's the show. So before we head out, where can the lovely people out there find you? I'm at Nduaj on Twitter. That's at N-D-U-A-J. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sweaty Jake, although you won't find me leading up to the Rise of Skywalker on there because <laughs> I'll be having a blackout. Uh, but you can listen to this episode multiple times and check out our track feed for all our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all major places you can get podcasts from so yeah see you later guys and we'll be with you next week with a brand new episode